The men and women leading the 21 sports at Campbell University have helped build and guide the Fighting Camels to one of their best years ever. They are talented and hardworking, and most importantly, great people. The kind of people you'd love to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Unfortunately, in this 10-second soundbite world we live in, we mainly only get coaches talking about how they won, why they lost, and what's next. This podcast tries to remedy that with two cups of coffee and a recorder. I'm Chris Amire, and this is Coffee with Coaches. Dawn Easley is building a winner in Bowie's Creek. In 2017, she guided the Camels to a 6-1 conference record, then capped it off with a runner-up finish in the Big South Conference Tournament. After a record-setting collegiate playing career, she coached overseas, played in the World Cup, and came back to coach her alma mater before taking on the challenge of shaping a fledgling lacrosse program here at Campbell. She's a daughter of a coach and is now married to a coach. So it came as no surprise when she told me she listens to and enjoys every Coffee with Coaches podcast. Now, it's her turn. Okay, Coach, first off, we'll talk about your coffee order. Are you a big coffee drinker? Is it an everyday thing for you? Absolutely. Got to start the day off with uh, good coffee. Probably my favorite is Dunkin' Donuts with some cream. Coach, we'll start all the way back when you were growing up. What kind of got your love for sports going? Um, well, I grew up in a household with um, my, my father and my uncle were football coaches. And so there was always kind of talk about sports and what was going on. But um, growing up, my, my mom tried to get me in a lot of different individual sports. She tried to get me in, uh, in tap dance. She tried to get me in ice skating and gymnastics, and I think the uh, final straw was when my tap dance teacher told my mom that I wasn't cut out for it and that I needed to do something else. So then my parents put me in team sports, and I started to thrive a little bit in there, but it wasn't until probably I was in middle school that um, I started understanding what I was doing. Lacrosse, how did you catch the bug for lacrosse? Well, I was really into soccer. Lacrosse was really just coming around in Maryland, in, into my county. You think of lacrosse as a, or Maryland as a major lacrosse state. But in my area, it wasn't as prominent. And so it was only just starting to take, um, take hold when I got into about ninth grade. When I was in 10th grade, one of my best friends asked me to join the team, and I was still playing soccer. And at that point, I never looked back. Lacrosse was it for me. What did you like so much about it? The speed, the finesse of the game. I really enjoyed how aggressive it was, the movement of the ball, um, the camaraderie, the, the teamwork that had it to do with. It was a lot like soccer, but I just enjoyed the camaraderie amongst our high school team a lot. From Maryland, you make your way all the way down here to Pfeiffer, um, where you become an All-American. You leave their top five career in a lot of records. Tell me about what led you to Pfeiffer and, and what was it like playing women's lacrosse? Well, there wasn't a lot of club teams when I was in high school, and so the I knew I wanted to play college sports, and when I started playing lacrosse, um, there wasn't a lot of guidance into how to get into college and play, so my dad did a lot of my recruiting for me. Um, just He knew where I was academically, he knew where I was athletically, and so he kind of did the research for me, and We traveled to a bunch of different schools when I was in high school, just day trips here and there to big schools, small schools, city schools, metropolitan schools. Um, 
rural schools. And throughout that process, we were able to narrow down my choices of where I was interested in. And um, it was about three different schools, and we took a visit. And when I went to Pfeiffer, that was it for me. I knew that that was where I wanted to go. Playing at Division Two, what did you what did you like about that, and what is it like at the Division Two level? You know, looking back, it's a lot easier to tell what I liked about it and what I didn't like. I think what I really enjoyed was that there was a student athlete experience at Division Two. Um, we were very serious about our sport. We competed. We worked a lot on our own. Um, but the school really rallied around um, serving our community, serving your teammates, serving your school. Um, and just having a really well-rounded educational experience. When you get done with your um, college playing career, we'll talk more about you continuing to play, but coaching-wise, why did you want to get into coaching and tell me a little bit about your path? I knew I wanted to be a, a coach, a college coach in particular. By the time I was a junior in college, I joke all the time that I majored in lacrosse but got a degree in sports management because I knew I wanted to coach. And so I think what led me down that path is, one, I grew up in a family where um, some of the uncles and my father were football coaches. So I was those conversations were always coming up. I had had some really good coaching in my past um, between the different sports that I played in high school and in college. And I there were things about each one of those coaches that I really liked and I felt like I could take those and make it my own and, and become a coach. And so that's kind of really what got me into it. Um, and so by the time I was a junior in, in college, I knew that that was the path that I wanted to head down. What was your first coaching gig outside of college? Um, when I was in high school, I helped coach my brother's rec lacrosse team. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was that was fun. I wasn't very good at it. Um, but right after college, I got a job teaching and coaching at Ampleforth College in York, England. And so that was, that was a really great experience to get my hands dirty in coaching. What was it like living in England? Uh, cold, rainy. I call it, it's somewhere between a rain and a mist, so I call it a wrist. Um, <laughs> but it was great. I got to travel a lot. I got to, um broaden myself. It was probably one of the best years I've ever had in my life just regarding growing up, maturity, figuring out what was important to me, what kind of path I wanted to go down. So it was a very important year in my life. You end up back at Pfeiffer University, an assistant and then the head coach. What was it like taking over the reins there at some place that you know and love so much? It was a complete honor. I got to work under the coach that I played for. Um, and he recommended me for the job after he left to work for the university that you graduate from and to feel like you're making an impact far beyond your playing days is probably one of the greatest honors I've ever had. What did you do you like most about coaching? My number one favorite thing about coaching is watching these girls grow up as from the time they're freshmen to turning into women four years later is my favorite thing about this job, is just watching them grow up. For the four years in college is, is a very important time, in my opinion, of these girls' lives, and I get to be a part of so much of that and help them develop into who they want to be and how they want to live their life, and 
that's the most rewarding part of coaching for me. When you first started coaching after, um, after college, what was the hardest part about the job for you to learn? At the beginning, the hardest part for me was separating my age from the girls because I was so very young and I had a significant responsibility. So to be able to separate my age and to try to act older, to um, feel like I had it all together so the girls didn't know otherwise, that was really difficult, especially when I didn't know the answers. But um, I think I had a really great really great mentors around me at Pfeiffer and coaches who are really willing to take me under their wing and help develop me. Um, I think that that's what helped me. But uh, there's, there's a lot. Learning, learning how to coach at college and what it entails, balancing these girls because they don't have it all together. And um, it's all pretty hard. You got the job here at Campbell University, a fledgling program that was just a, a year into playing on the field. What drew you here to what you knew was going to be an enormous challenge? I wasn't interested in leaving Pfeiffer when um, this job came open because it was my alma mater and I, was very, I, I loved where I was and I loved the people that I was working for. But when this job came open and I came on a, on a visit and Bob showed me around and I ha he had been talking to me on the phone, there was no doubt in my mind that God was taking me on a, a new step in, in our lives as a family and, and in my career as a coach. And was I prepared to take the job? No, I wasn't. I, you know, it's, it's a different level. It's different responsibilities, different types of administration, different types of programming. And um, it was a leap of faith in every way, shape, and form. Um, but what really proved to me that Campbell was a place that I needed to be was Bob's direction in the, um, in the program and in the university and how much she was willing to support us being a lacrosse team, a new lacrosse team, and um, still making us a priority even with the other sports that are around us. And he... I told him that I wanted to keep my family first and, and I wanted to make sure that God was leading my life in the right way and he said I wouldn't have it any other way. And so his vision for this university and this program really is what set the tone for me wanting to come here with our family. A couple of challenges with this program, basically building a brand new program. Again, you didn't start this program but came in so early that you had to build a, a division one program. What kind of challenge is that? Oh, it was great. It was exciting. You know, you get to set something from the ground up, something with um, essentially zero foundation other than the numbers that you have and, and the facilities. And so the culture wasn't there. So rather than walking into a program where you have to change the culture, I got to set the culture. And that was, that was a challenge I really enjoyed doing. I, and I didn't expect to enjoy that part of it, but I really did. And the girls that we first started here were great girls. They, they had their priorities straight and they just loved being together. And they really wanted, they all were bought into being able to start something and start something great and leave it better than when they found it. And so that part of it was really exciting, just being able to be a part of something that was um, not yet established, but knowing the direction that it has the ability to go in. I'll take this another direction in general. Women's lacrosse is very new for the most part to the South. Um, 
what is that like not only building a program here but kind of teaching this area what women's lacrosse is is that another challenge or is that another exciting challenge lacrosse is becoming more relevant to people even around this area we still get the question of is that the uh is that the one where you hold the tennis racket up in the air and you catch the ball in it or um (laughs) now what field do you play on and i always have to tell people that we play in the lacrosse stadium (laughs) but uh It's been fun because people don't know really what to expect. And so when they do come out to the games, they find that they really enjoy it. It's not something they had, they had no expectations. And so when they watch one of our games, they really enjoy it. So it's been fun to watch the community embrace, embrace the girls and embrace the game. Um, But lacrosse still has a long way to go before everyone understands it. And we get more quality players out of the South. If you are, talking to someone, which I know you do a lot, someone that has never seen a women's lacrosse at all. What do you explain to them? Give me the Cliff Notes version of what is women's lacrosse and why should I watch it? It's a mix between soccer, hockey, and basketball put onto the size of a football field where we throw a ball and catch and throw with a net and a stick (laughs) and we shoot it into a six by six goal and uh usually that leaves them with the question mark hanging over their head hmm this sounds like something that might be interesting (laughs) yeah definitely speaking of you going away from coaching here even when you were into the coaching ranks uh after after college you played and played at a very high level tell me about playing in the world cup and what that was like. Well, the reason why I played was a little fluky in that I tried out because my sister, I wanted my sister to try out. And I knew the only way that she would do it is if I joined her. So uh, it ended up being one of a, an incredible experience for both myself, but also for me to be able to play with my sister. Um, playing at that high level uh, with your Sister, what is lacrosse like at that World Cup type level? It's amazing. It's really interesting to see how different countries interpret the rules and the different styles that everybody has. Um, it's not like playing at the college level where that everybody kind of has similar tendencies, similar similar defenses, similar offenses. Um, at an international level, everyone plays so very differently from each other. And it was very rewarding in that I got to see a different type of game. Talking about your sister, she uh, plays at Liberty University, which is in the Big South Conference, of course, coaching against your sister, who is a player. What is that dynamic like? That has to be interesting. We are very competitive with each other. (laughs) I always like to see her succeed, and I'm very proud of her because I'm... I think that she's a very good lacrosse player. Um, But when it comes down to us competing against each other, it's very, very competitive. And uh, we do talk a lot back and forth with each other, uh, nipping at each other. But at the end of the day, we're still sisters, and I'm still very proud to be her sister, and I I love watching her play. You've talked about this before, and and me knowing you, um, I know how important family is. You married a coach. (laughs) Tell me about that dynamic, marrying a coach, marrying a collegiate athlete. Well, I joke 
regularly that you know most couples fight about finances and family in our household we fight about x's and o's and it, it's funny but there are days when it's actually very true <laughs> so it's hard for us to joke about it but it's it's you know it's great because um he's a basketball coach and so translating his game to lacrosse and then he gets to watch lacrosse and translate into basketball so we learn a lot from each other and and we're, I'm always learning something from his coaching style. I think I'd like to think that he's always learning something from mine. But we balance each other out really well. But in our household, we are always talking about sports, and um, I feel like I'm very good at supporting him because I know what it's like. I know what I would want to be supported like, and I think the reverse goes for him as well. And um, I'm very proud to be the wife of a basketball coach. On a personal note here, uh, I recently got engaged, so I'm getting married for the first time. Congratulations. Thank you, believe it or not. Um, so you seem very happily married. You've been married for a while and two good kids. What's the secret to uh, a happy marriage? <laughs> good foundation um, and a good support system. A lot of communication and unconditional love. Sort of just like coaching, huh? It is. <laughs> you have two wonderful kids, too. Tell me about them. Caleb, he's seven, and he loves basketball. He doesn't want to have anything to do with lacrosse. Oh. Um, he also loves basketball. I'm sorry. He loves football and basketball. Um, he is really into trading cards right now, and he just got his first LeBron James trading card in a box the other day, and <laughs> it was better than Christmas. <laughs> Um, his favorite team is the Boston Celtics. I'm not really sure why, but he loves them. And uh, Corey is three. She'll be four very soon. And she's um, she did not fall very far from the tree. She's just like me, stubborn. Um, she is always wanting it her own way. She's a diva, but she's great. She's hasn't quite figured out what sport she wants to play yet. Right now, she's really into dolls and and princesses so um, we'll see what happens in the next couple of years how do you balance it all coaching is more than a full-time job being a parent is more than a full-time job how do you how do you do it I have no idea we survive day to day when I'm at work I really try to make sure I'm focused on work and when I'm at home I really try to focus on being at home we also have a really great support system um, number one I couldn't do it without Joe Absolutely not. He's number one. Uh, we also have really great family support. And then also the church that we attend does a really good job of helping us out when needed. You have gone through this journey of building a program and last year hitting a, I don't want to say a peak because I know your goal is winning a championship and going to the NCAA tournament, but to host a Big South tournament game here and then to make it to the championship game. What is was last year really a point of where you could just, for a minute, take a breath and see, wow, we're really building something special here? Yeah, there was a moment where I felt that way. Um, it wasn't until a few months later that I was able to really get some perspective on how far we had come. Um, but really, I think for me, it was just motivation to see, okay, we can do this. This is, this is we have the ability to get where we want to go. Um, but to do something right is not going to be an overnight success. And I really would like to pride myself in the fact that we try to do things the right way, even if it takes us a little longer. We want to bring in the right girls, the girls who have understand what it means to play at this level, to compete at this level, to put the time and energy into it. 
Um, and that's not an easy task to recruit. Um, and so, yes, what we did last year, the last two years, I think gave us some good perspective on what we've been able to do, but also motivated me to know how much further we are able to go. How tough is it to recruit not only, as you say, the talent that you need for your program for the most part comes from the Mid-Atlantic region, but there are so many new programs in the South popping up every single year. What kind of challenge is that to recruit and, and what do you tell them to let them know what the difference and why they should come here? Recruiting does not get any easier every year. It gets only harder, and I think with early recruiting, it's gotten even harder than that. I think with new legislation of being able to let us slow down with recruiting and let kids make decisions a little bit later on in their high school career, I think is going to help us out a lot. Um, But with the new schools that are popping up here and there, I think it it does make recruiting a lot more difficult. Um, But our sell to the kids is, you know, what are you going to get at the end of your four years? You want to make sure that your experience in college is rewarding, but we also explain to them it's not going to be easy. There's going to be times when it's going to be extremely difficult. There's going to be times when it's a whole lot of fun. Um, And there's going to be times when you don't like me very much as a coach, and there's probably going to be times when I don't like them very much as players, but at the end of the day, unconditional love and that they can look it back on their four years and say that it was a wonderful experience and that's what we hope to sell to the kids we don't try to tell them that it's going to be easy and fun every single day I I joke all the time with the girls that I don't believe in fun I only believe in joy and happiness and fun comes after winning um, but it's 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 true because there's not a whole lot of fun and hard work but there is a whole lot of fun and hard work paying off coach thank you for the time yep thank you